0: So I've been spending a lot of time thinking about the future of this show, my own future and what I want out of it, and the future of my, and for some of you, our community. Um, Place all of those feelings softly and sweetly on top of an aggressive and all-encompassing depressive state. I was in the, the perfect emotional environment to take in parables of the sower and parables of the talents shortly after. I'm in mean, the process of writing the script, and this may be the whole episode, but we'll see. I had a whole month to write and record, and yet here we are, a uh, day before episode release, coming in under the wire once again. Um, upcoming, I've got my eye on a couple of beloved friends, but they are busy, important people, as am I a busy, important person. So hopefully they'll agree to play in my playhouse, and we'll get some nice interview conversations coming up. But for now, this essay about the future and sci-fi novels, which was formerly a six-minute voice note, and now it's the whole thing. Uh, Maybe it for now. Also, I have been party rocking too hard and do sound like a uh, forty-two-year-old divorced father of three. Uh, so, apologies that this is what my voice sounds like, but whatever. So here we go, a little mini so to make it through to June and July and through the summer. And as I'm writing, I'm coming back and writing the wrap-up in the first paragraph because I got drunk, because I made the Manhattan too good. Okay, here we go. My name is Jay. I'm 31. I use they-them pronouns, and I'm hoping the catchy intro comes to mind while I'm recording. Alas, it did not. Cue theme music. made a commitment to read and reread fundamental works of science fiction this year um, with a special effort to read more than the normal household names like Asimov and Heinlein and what's been sticking in my mind through this project I've read a handful of novels so far that were on my list is how we live inside how structures of our current environment inform how we envision the future Um, In the first foundation novel, we get to the year 15,000 and we're still paying income taxes. Um, Topical. I hope everyone decided not to pay theirs this year. Um, Nuclear power is king. Coal is considered barbaric. And um, nuclear power is even used to create a religion as a system of power and control. Um, I started Caves of Steel the morning I was writing this script which is the second in the iRobot collection, the first novel, since iRobot is a collection of short stories. Um, like in Foundation, in Caves of Steel, uh, we're still smoking, um, <laughs> which, like, not a moral judgment, just curiosity. And uh, the um, Elijah Bailey, the police officer in Caves of Steel, is mourning the fact that tobacco production is decreasing, and it, it may not be long before he's no longer able to smoke uh, organic homegrown um, tobacco Uh, humankind has made positronic brains and nearly sentient robot life colonize other worlds but we are still smoking cigarettes (laughs) smoking cigarettes and pipes Um, in the first 50 pages of caves of steel you read about cops class warfare Pensions, a reimagined New York with no privacy and not enough food or space, Spacers, Otherworlders, Versus Earthmen. Thousands of years have gone by and in both these stories, Foundation the Foundation novels, um well, they their short stories, the first novel, and the iRobot novels, um, Asimov clearly can only see continuations of our current problems. Um, current to him writing in the 1950s and even concerningly current now in the 2020s. So, I mean, maybe he's not that far off the mark. It's been 70 years and, uh, it's still pretty relatable. I do think it's really sad to think of the future this way. (laughs) Um, income tax, (laughs) income tax really set me off. (laughs) Uh, obviously, And the, uh, the idea that I keep coming back to throughout all of this is that you can't see or imagine a future or imagine yourself in a future that you don't know and can't conceptualize. My knowledge of Asimov's entire body of work is limited, um, hence the dedication this year to him and others. Um, but I think it's unlikely he'll be exploring gender or race, uh, which is fine. Not everyone needs to do, to do everything, um, and you know what you're getting with those sort of very specific authors writing at very specific time frames. Um, more contemporary, even sort of the cis white male uh, sci-fi authors, um have more sort of interesting explorations and ideas Uh, so even between the 50s and the 90s and the 90s and the 2020s things have changed uh, even from an author of a certain set of demographics Um, but anyway Asimov you know what you're getting Uh, it was a really refreshing treat to read Octavia Butler's parables Um, because they are too extremely real and too extremely honest. Um, I started Sower and started crying and my stomach hurt within like 37 seconds. Um, So of course I finished the entire novel in three sittings. Um, Thank you H for your copies and A for the hype as I was getting started reading. Um, Talents was even more powerful in my opinion. Um, A vision of our actual now from the mid-90s, incredibly eerie and disturbing um a whisper of make America great again. Um, a phrase both hearkening back to Charles Lindbergh et al. Um and forward to uh, you know, you know who I mean. I refuse to say his name on my podcast. <laughs> um throughout both parables, obviously the creation of a religion in Earth Seed is super interesting. Um it's a science fiction book and a religion with the scientific elements Um, the talents ends with Olamina's journal entry from 2090 Uh, she's nearing death she was born in 2009 18 years my junior Um, and the first earth seed shuttles are taking off is that our future as opposed to pensions and income taxes in the year 15,000 did we survive tumult as Olamina did and hoped we would? It seems there's always something worse on the horizon, but both of Butler's novels here remind us of the scope of time and our inability to see into the future, um, though I have become more and more convinced that uh, Butler could explicitly see into the future. Um, Marge Piercy is another author imagining a future that's so vastly different from our own Um, no-income taxes. Uh, Woman on the Edge of Time was written in 1976 about a Mexican-American woman who is in a mental institution against her will. And she's visited by a time traveler, a person of initially indeterminate gender who takes Consuelo to a community-driven, idyllic utopia, Gender hierarchies have lost their importance. The future is bright, and the future is different. Uh, if I recall correctly, I read this book back in 2019 and cannot wait to revisit. Um, might have been really early 2020. Um, I was tracking down the title of this novel because I could not remember, and I was browsing Piercy's other novel titles, and it looks like gender takes a large role in at least one other of her novels. The title is He, She, It. Um, he, she, and it, and I'm, I'll likely read that one next. So I'm really looking forward to that, to sort of explore these different aspects of life, um, looking forward into the future. Um, I also feel this way generally, like this sort of sentiment I'm describing about 80s movies that all take place in the near future, um, the, you know, the early 2000s or the 2020s, um, the question I perpetually ask, or the cl- conclusion I kind of am coming to, is um, you know, these movies are a reflection of filmmakers' perceptions of their current reality, imagining what must come next or what could come next if we carry on as we are. Um, Demolition Man, sort of police state utopia. Um, go, just stop what you're doing and just go watch Janice Leary's speech um, because it pretty much sums up everything about my life that I feel um but you know movies like Judge Dredd and uh Running Man and all of these like post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic Escape from New York is another good one um I love these movies and I would love to read an essay collection one essay about each of these movies um and how there was like contemporary uh events inspired the writers of these movies and filmmakers So anyway, all of this brings me back to ideas about the future kind of generally, um, different people, different times, different views and understanding all come to different conclusions about what the future looks like. For me, to be honest, it's really hard to envision a future different from the current now. I can't imagine what less pain and more understanding looks like. Um, I have to be held and loved and reminded, uh, that it won't always be this bad Um, it makes seeing and finding my own joy easier to be reminded but it's still not easy I can't even dream of acceptance Um, as even now people using words someone might find uncomfortable or unfamiliar sends them into a full-on fucking apocalyptic meltdown because it's so important to them that someone use the word to describe themselves that they don't like, don't understand. But in my heart of hearts, what do I want the band to play next? <laughs> I want to be free and to feel free. I want to stop worrying about how I dress so other people will perceive me in the most favorable way. In that moment, I'd like people to be careful about their words, but different than the way they're careful now. Not careful because they're afraid. Not nervous, but deliberate and considered. I'd like to be taken into consideration. Um, I'd like to not have to hear every whisper and catch every sign. Make assumptions of what people think about me or people like me. Because of the things that they say when they're not thinking. I want so much more and so much different. And in the grand scheme of things, I have it pretty good, more than pretty good, extremely good. But like I said, that makes it easier, but not always easy. All of this, my views of the future and views of the future in all their varieties remind us, continue to remind us that it won't always be this bad. It doesn't have to be this bad. And even now, it doesn't have to be as bad as it is. If we imagine and we dream of better futures, we shape God, we can shape chaos. It won't always be this bad. There is more freedom in our future because we will make it so. God is change. And in the end, God prevails. As for the future of Free Life Camps, who knows? I don't want to force anything. I've got questions always. And people I want to talk to, friends and lovers, I want to share with you my loyal listeners, maybe just a random surprise, a, an episode here and there, or maybe we'll keep it up monthly, um, but right now really I'm barely motivated to uh, be alive, so the quality of the show will go down if I force myself to make it, but there's so much I want to say all the time about everything We're coming up on two years, which feels positively wild, but anyway, as I was writing at this point, the cocktail was taking over my mind and my typing hands. I love all you listeners so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Leah, for the logo, and Zach for the theme music. I would like to thank my parents for never giving me a ride to school, the LA City bus driver who took a chance on an unknown kid, and last but not least, the wonderful crew from McDonald's who spent hours making those Egg McMuffins, without which I would never Never be tardy.